right, do I have a show for you today or tonight or wherever you're listening from? And if you are French and in France, then you are my most valuable listener because, well, I shouldn't put it in values like that. No, you could, everybody, all are, are valuable and VIPs to me. For some reason, France loves my show specifically. I don't know why, but it is. I'm very grateful for that. I didn't know there were so many English-speaking French people in France too. And thank you for listening. You're listening to Sass, Starseeds, Angels, Savant Syndrome, with your host, the Mystic Man. I'm very mystical. What does that mean? What does it mean to be a mystic? What is a mystic compared to a psychic? Well, you can actually read all about it. In a published article online, published in A Philosopher's Stone, a publication on Udemy.
Science and religion. I'd say once and for all, but denial. <laughs> denial is the choice of the individual. I would know that very well. I, uh, pretty much am. I mean, we all are, right? That's the nature of it. Is that we are asleep. People talk about being woke and such. But the thing is, is that we are asleep. We very much are asleep. That's why I like to say, I don't like to say things like, uh, woke, or, uh, awoken, hashtag woken. I don't like to say that kind of stuff. I like to say, uh, we're lucid dreaming, you know. Because we're not really awake if we're still here, right? You know, I mean, you can be awake, uh, you can be, realize you're in a dream, and you're still dreaming. That doesn't mean you're awake, you know. It means that you're having a lucid dream once you realize that you're in a dream. And I would say it's the same thing with uh, everything, right? You know. Uh, I know that this is about uh, astrology, but let me get on the... Let me let me build some foundation first because um, I think in order for me to explain this stuff, it should be coming from a place of of awareness, consciousness, uh, just like you know the mentality of the thing. So when I grew up, I was a loner. 
I did not have much friends at all, and I had a very, very, uh, I wouldn't say troubled, but <clears throat> traumatic. <laughs> yeah, traumatic uh, upbringing. So I slept a lot, and I loved to sleep. I slept about 13 hours every night. And, uh, yeah, you know, I became a very, 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 very good lucid dreamer. Once I realized I could do it, well, I, I didn't stop. You know, I learned uh, a lot of dynamics when it comes to Dreaming and lucid dreaming. One of the most simplest is that uh, whatever you expect to happen, happens. Of course, right? It's your, uh, it's your own world there. It's your consciousness. Now, of course, that's... Uh, that's that, that matters, you know. We can't really say it's uh, our own. Because, um, well, there's a shared lucid dream. And, uh, you know, I had it, the experience once uh, a long time ago with my brother. But I've heard that um, there's been research facilities where people have been able to do that too. Which is very cool. Now, uh, so in a dream, <laughs> right? Now, if you ever had a dream where you're flying, Right, you look up, and you fly more up. But if you look down, well, you know, you're going to fly more downwards. That's the thing. If you're driving your car, right, you're in the road, and you're driving, and you look to your left, you're going to sway to the left. And if you look to your right, you're going to sway to the right. That's how it goes. Right? This is very much... Um, talked about in, you know, uh, what's her name? That one lady who does all those speeches through Abraham. Abraham Hicks, right? And uh, Esther Hicks, right? You know, they talk about that kind of stuff all the time. I don't hear them mention um, dreaming too much, which they should. I mean, it's a thing that we can all relate to. No, the dream world is like that. <clears throat> and um, in the sense that, like, let's say you're running from something. It's a nightmare, and you're running from a, a monster. For me, it was the Terminator, you know, with his metal body, and his, like, one, zero, zero points, I mean, uh, point zero zero one mile an hour walk, right? You know, he's, he's gaining on you. <laughs> yeah, I had that. That was my nightmare I was uh, running from. Um, I mean, come on, Terminator had just come out when I was, like, really young, so. It was scary, okay, and the graphics were amazing. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, for me, well, I was running from him, and I turned around, you know, and there was a bucket of water, of course there was, because I watched cartoons, you know, and I thought, okay, yeah, if I throw it on him, he'll short circuit, because I knew what that word was, right, you know, but, uh, yeah, anyways, I knew sparks would fly from him. I was like, cool, all right, I did it, and Sparks did fly from him. And then I thought to myself, well, what if it didn't work? 
And then he picked himself back up and started chasing me again. And I was like, oh, no, 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 it did work. And then he <laughs> broke down again. Yeah. And then I was like, oh. And that's when I, I realized. I, I think I was really young. I was like six or something. Seven. But I realized that whatever I expected to happen instantly happened. That's how a dream works. Of course, um, <clears throat> it gets boring. Uh, for many years, I just had these dreams. You know, I do all kinds of stuff. It was my world there. You know, different time frame. I could do whatever I wanted. I, I would uh, I would lay back on the hill. I'd watch the leaves. I'd look at the sun reflecting off the leaves, and I think, like, wow, this is a dream. I'd read. They say you cannot read in your dream. I used to read hella much. Books that I would create from my mind. Stories that I'd create. And I'd, I'd see that, like, okay, well, you know, if I just look a little bit downwards, the letters aren't even letters. <laughs> but then they become letters, you know. So your mind makes it all up as you go. It's like a freestyling creation. And we kind of do do that, you know. So, you know, in the spiritual realms, we talk about everything as oneness, uh, interconnectivity to everything, right? You know, now in, in science, this is fact. This is uh, quantum non-locality. You know, we've seen this many times. We've seen it in uh, electrons, right? When you have two electrons and you entangle them, and then you separate the two. The electrons will react. If, if you uh, enact one, the other one, no matter how far the distance, will enact the same way if they're entangled. And it doesn't matter um, the, uh, time or space, it's not a matter. It, it, it happens at the exact same time. And this could only happen if there was a point of reference, a, a, a zero point, right? That's where they got the term zero point energy from. Now that's uh that's quantum, right? Now let's go cellular. Okay. Um there's a couple there's many ones actually. There's many experiments about uh uh conscious non locality when it comes to the body and cellular. There was the red light experiment done in San Francisco where they uh what they did was they wanted to measure the amount of time it took for somebody to press a red button, you know, once they see a red light. Simple, right? You know. Yeah, yeah, it turned out that, on average, no matter how random and, you know, uh, they tried to trick people up, people would press it half a second faster than is physically possible for the chemical reaction to, to occur in the brain and then send the electrical chemical impulse through the nervous system to the finger. It was faster. It made no sense, right? But it kind of did, actually, through time, when we discovered more science and we understood that the whole body is a electromagnetic field generator, and it's, that's light. You know, that's that's light. EMF is light. <laughs> you know, the heart, the mind, the brain. I mean, 
even the gut to an extent, which all of them have neuron cells, sure, different kinds, and I know there's a lot of debate there. But the point being, um, this happens all, in all kinds of ways. They've, they've even uh, separated uh, skin cells, taking that into other rooms lined with lead, so there's no electromagnetic field impulse, uh, you know, interfering with the test. Now the cell is still alive in the other room, but they shock the patient, right? Now not only did the cell in the other room react like it got shocked, but electrons came through into the cell out of nowhere. People think, whoa, that's impossible. <laughs> but actually, no, that's actually the basics of, uh, of nature as we, as we see it. I mean, light itself only comes from the bending of space-time when two electrons collide. So, yeah. well, let's go on. Anyways. Uh, let's talk about the way that that would come all together because see the thing is is that I've uh, I've had a lot of arguments with the scientists you know their whole ego thing you know a scientist I want to put they're a lot like the vegan uh, movement in that uh, well no 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 they're not like the vegan movement they're more like the economists right and uh, but the spiritual in arguing the scientists they, uh, they come off a little bit like the vegan. See, the thing is, is that whenever you have a vegan and a kindness argue, right, nobody wins. Now, this is, like, hugely obvious. You, know, you can see it every time. What happens is the kindness turns into a troll and starts saying, oh, I don't care, I don't care what uh, this, that, you know, oh, you know, and starts, like, trying to attack the person instead of uh, sticking on the instance of, and the topic. Now, this is because nobody listens to blame. Duh, right? <laughs> nobody listens to blame. So the goal is to empathize, uh, to invite to empathize. You know, you invite somebody to empathize with you. It's a hard thing if a person's already built up their shell, and um, and if they're expecting the uh, negative impulse from you, then they might just create it. We did this all the time psychologically. And now that's the whole thing. When it comes to anything esoteric, spiritual, whatever, yada yada, you know. We like to think like, oh, there's like secret societies that like do magic and shit and fucking they're all evil. Now, I don't fucking know. Maybe they are, maybe they're not. But I have noticed that actually every level that I've come to a higher awareness has only been from understanding and overcoming and unfolding a denial that I was denying myself. So it was all me in every sense, right? And we like to think like, oh, these, uh, whatever the fuck, uh, Illuminati, whatever, if they exist, if they exist, maybe they could be evil, I don't fucking know. But you know what, if they were evil, it would be kind of hypocr uh, hypocrisy the nature of awareness. Because only in a fear-based mentality would you try to be controlling. Right? It's like a cat, when a cat falls off a tree, it relaxes. That's how it survives. If you're drowning, you don't thrash about. Right? If you just stay still and relax, you float, survive. That's 
the higher awareness kind of sense. You know, um, the blame game thing. Well, that's that's uh, elemental, isn't it? The blame game would come from shame. Now this is the fun part, and uh, I don't usually get much feedback right here. But uh, if you're listening or catching this later, please, um, you know, uh, say 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 what your pieces on it. You know, uh, yeah, argue me on it. You know, I won't, I won't attack you. I, I respect it all. And uh, yeah, so basically, Adam, Adam blamed God. He did. He blamed God before God even came around to, in the Bible, I mean, uh, story-wise speaking. He blamed God before God even came around to talk to him, or at least before he heard the words uh, of God said in the Bible, story-wise. You see, he had shame, and he covered himself up. Now, to have shame is to automatically believe that you're being judged. Now, we know this in the social uh, media world, right? You know, because <laughs> we, we think that sometimes. You know, we think we're being judged. We think like, oh, you know, this fucker's being this. And it's really like they were just chilling and cool with everything, you know. <laughs> you know, but we were like, we're always trip out. And it's like, oh, no, this fucker's this fucking tone of voice that I'm hearing in my head. I'm reading this shit and my own inner voice is saying it to me. And I think that it means this. And he's being a dick because I'm a dick to myself. <laughs> That's how it goes, right? And it's funny. It's funny because right as soon as that happens, biblically speaking, you can look at time and time again through in which point we as humanity and humans and sinners blamed God. Now the first blame of God was that right there as Adam covered himself in the shame as though God judged him. Now I would say, of course God couldn't judge. He couldn't. Uh, like, like let's say somebody judged you, right? Well if I accept you, that means that I understand and empathize with you better than that person, right? If I, if I, if I empathize with you and I feel for you, and I see you better. I'm more aware of you better. I understand your nature's better than somebody who's got the veil of judgment. So by default, if God were to judge, well, then he would not be aware. Right? That's the exact opposite of love. That's why we say that God is love. The unconditional love. How does this tie in with astrology? Well, this is the foundation. Because in a... Reality based on consciousness. Psychological, uh, psycholo psychology, that would be the tool you use. We wouldn't use uh, weight systems and uh, measurement systems. Look at us trying to measure the volume of uh, this and that. And <laughs> like that's, all, that's all meaningless. We should be using psychology. I mean, that's the whole thing that blocks us from seeing to begin with. Whenever we're in denial, right? And that's the main aspect that we got to think about. Denial. Because to become aware of anything, 
Well, it's all in you. It's all within. As within, so within. As above, so below. In the Gospel of Thomas, Jesus put it like, uh, he said, if they told you that the kingdom of heaven was in the sky, then the birds would precede you. If they told you that the kingdom of heaven was in the sea, then the fish would precede you. He says, but I tell you that the kingdom of heaven is within and without. And it is, isn't it? Because as we have our inner sense of self and our inner uh, grounding of identity through the feeling, through the thought, and the general uh, awareness, you know, the perception of the reality in the moment, in the now, well, that's how it gets uh, the, the future. That's how we move in action towards the future. This would be the Holy Trinity. <clears throat> now, you'd have the God. God would be that unconditional love. Immutable, right? Cannot change. Cannot. Uh, I, I can't remember the exact word that uh, it was uh, Catholicists used. But I was talking about an amazing uh, English gentleman weeks back, he schooled me, all of it, but uh, basically, yeah, so God has that single point that I am, right, now the sun looking out into the void would not know it's the sun without something to reflect it back, right, it would not see light, it would see darkness, that would suck, I know it sucks, because I've had a near-death experience. I like to say it wasn't even near-death, because I died. I, I died to me. I spent fucking an eternity in a limbo, in the dark, and it sucked ass. Until I looked within, and I saw that I was the light. <laughs> and I felt love. And I remembered everything as soon as I did. As soon as I felt that light, and I, and I reached for it, everything came back to me. You know, all my memories of myself, and who I am, and what a thing is, and what an object is. And what, uh, how to how to breathe and everything. Uh, in any case, that would be the very, the very good way to empathize with that nature of it. Uh, in Madame Blavatsky's translation of the Tibetan stanzas of Zian, uh, it's uh, it's a lot like the Hawaiian uh, Kumulipo. They're both pretty much Genesis stories, you know. Uh, and uh, both of them, they talk about it with more emphasis on the beginning being in the void, in the dark, the foreverness. You know, the foreverness, that would be that zero, that divine feminine, like the zero even looks like a vagina. Wrong. The one even looks like a fucking penis. The one is a penis. It's got the balls and everything. This is an explicit show, by the way. I marked that shit. If you're underage, get the fuck out of here. Explicit. I'm going to play my rap later. That's hella explicit, too. Anyways. The one. Come on. It's got the fucking head. Look at that shit. It's got the curve. It's a dick. You get the divine feminine, the divine masculine. Right. In tarot, the uh, major arcana, that would be the full card. And the mage card. Mage card always symbolized by a man holding a, a, 
big metal rod in his right hand. Willpower. Rah! And that same raw is the Aries. That's the first sign of the Zodiac. Now that's what it is. Is that the signs of the Zodiac are the same thing as numerology. They're the same thing as tarot, the major arcana. They're, they're, it's the story of uh, nature, of life, of everything around you. And you and your life, too. And all of us, we live in it, we live through it, and it is everywhere you look. Because there's the zero, the infinite. I like to call it love, but of course it feels like darkness and emptiness when you're in the womb, actually getting fed uh, <laughs> nutrients from your mom, right? <laughs> you know, but, you know, uh, yeah. And uh, you know, that's basically what love is, too, if you feel it. You know, because when we have that heart, right, and we miss somebody, isn't there that pulling, right? That pulling, that sharp feeling that just, it's like gravity. And uh, such as love, love is a emotional uh, law of nature. I like to look at psychology as, as exactly like that. You know, uh, when it comes to psychology, Certain things are universal. <clears throat> now, so we have Aries, the first sign of the zodiac. The baby. <laughs> Representing the first house, house of I am, which is existence. It's the, the uh, I exist, you know, and that's what every. Every sense of the uh, fire sign is like, it's like, I exist! Rah! Like a baby, it don't give a fuck about nothing else. It, 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 it doesn't even understand the concepts of the other else, you know? It just is, you know, uh, relishing in its existence. Uh, when, it, when, it, when it wants something, it says it, you know? When it feels something, it shows it. There's complete, honest truth in that uh, I am sense. Now, we all have every sign. I should uh, mention that, because we are the all, right? And we go through the lessons of all the signs in our lives. But some things, some things we uh, gravitate towards more than others because of perspective, perspectivity. And that's just what it's all about, isn't it? Now, the way that we do astrology is that whenever you discovered a planet, you look at the essences and natures of the things around you. And you see, oh, okay. You know, uh, this history, this time in history, it taught us that uh, this was going on. So that's what that thing represents up in the sky, you know. That seems ridiculous, right? You know, it seems uh, stupid. It seems uh, uh, really, really moronic. No, actually, it's it's pretty brilliant. Actually, when it comes to, uh, that's how the mind works. That's how neurons connect. And if this is a consciousness-based reality, you know, then that would kind of make sense. You know, actually, that would make sense out of every synchronicity. As a thing is like a thing, it's like a thing. Yeah, you know. Now, uh, since I'm a journalist. Uh, as well as like everything else. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, uh, uh, as a journalist, I'd like to say that 
This is why citation is so important. That's why they say source. Source. Source everything. Motherfucking everybody should be sourcing everything. Duh. If it don't lead back to source, then that shit ain't true. I mean, maybe it fucking is. But you know what? I mean, you better fucking look and find a damn link. Because, I mean, ain't that what we're trying to do is get back to source, right? You know. And so, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, sometimes a lot of people just talk out their ass. Um, I like to... Sorry, I got fucking trash day going on over here. I live in the ghetto. There's been uh, eight murders since I've been here. But, but it's a cool. I like this place, you know. Just San Jose in general. So much people, so much to do. Uh, Yeah, but uh, you know, you see it all. You live somewhere, anywhere long enough, and it's boring. I don't. I don't. The city's giving me all that, uh, all that I can take from it. In any case, so let's get on to, ah, yeah, okay, so after Aries, the I am, right, the individual self, the existence of just being in in the moment, there is no concept of memory. You'd have no sense of memory at all, you know, because there's nothing to uh, associate anything with yet. But through time, you would learn. You would learn, oh, I like mommy's milk. Oh, I, I, I like uh, I like watching the funny box thing, TV thingy. Oh, I don't like when the dog barks. That's loud and annoying. I don't like the dog barking, no. Value. You learn the values and the sensualities of your environment. This would become Taurus, number two. That's why the number two in numerology is uh, associated with value. And um, just in general in life, whenever you have the number two, you can use it as a kind of magical association thing. Because as you think it, as you uh, make the conscious choice and association, well, it would align you to manifest those things. So you do whatever in the sense of twos. That's why whenever I put anything like, and I know it's not good, but microwave, <laughs> I always put two, two, two. Get my name. And um, yes, since I've done it, <laughs> since I've done it, yeah, I've been making a lot more money. It's cool. Anyways, uh, right? So that's Taurus, the, the, the bull, the two horns. Patience. You see, Aries has no patience. Aries is the challenger. It's right, wants everything in the now. Taurus learned to be patient. <laughs> they learned to be patient because as it was in that duality spectrum of the I am, looking at the void, realizing that there is two different oppositions. The yin-yang, the sun in the void. Well, there'd be that dance. The dance happens, and it could go on forever, as it does sometimes. Until both realize something. A funny thing. This is where the Holy Trinity comes into place. This is why they say, and this is why I say, irony is the face of God. And this is why I mentioned earlier that it takes two electrons colliding 
create the break in space-time where photons come out. Every photon comes from this. Is that the yin and yang will dance forever until they stop to realize that they are not opposites. They are actually exactly the same. Irony. And that's a miracle, right? In every sense of it. Whenever you see something that's a miracle, there's always that funny irony. That's why God's got a sense of humor, right? Jesus walked on the water during the storm. He was sleeping. He was napping during the storm. But, you know, let him sleep. But, and then they, everybody was freaking out so badly. that He got up and he was like, what the fuck you guys freaking out about? And he went and standed on the water. He was like, come on. <laughs> it's chill. <laughs> That's funny as hell, and that's ironic. Now, what about the water and the wine? You know, I mean, they're in the desert. They kind of need the water more than something that's going to make them more thirsty. That's funny as fuck. But Jesus is like, hey, you know what? Fuck everybody. <laughs> Let's get drunk. <laughs> yeah, you know? That's how it works. Because there's always that balance ever since the beginning. God came in, and he said, I'm going to take my samurai sword, and I'm going to go whoosh. And what happened? He separated the, the waters from above and the waters from below, and he called the in-between the firmament, and he called the firmament heaven. He separated the land from the from the sky and the sea from the land and the all the animals, whatever, whatnot. That's what we blame on him, at least. You know, that's what we say he did, because we don't want to look at how we fucking have the duality spectrum. Ever since we had that fruit from the tree of uh, knowledge of good versus evil, which is actually uh, Libra. Yep, that's the tree, and that's what Libra's all about. It's the second sign of light, not air, light. As after, as the, the whole light thing would come from Gemini, the first sign of light. Well, now what is Gemini? Gemini, you have the symbol of two men mirroring each other. There's no duality there. It's not a man and a woman. They are two exactly same men mirroring each other. This is what it is. Because as you have an electron, which is inherently exactly the same as every single other electron, besides the span of their quark. They're exactly the same. And as they come together, close enough to realize, they see each other. Well, again, space-time. And light emerges. Bam! Awareness as a, as a photon. That photon creating that uh, reality as we know it. This uh, spectrum, dimensional form. 3D, 4D, and onward. Yeah. Gemini is not... See, I hate how everybody always says Gemini is a two-faced. That's just a fucking projection. Everybody's just so full of their fucking duality bullshit. That's not even true. Now, you're telling them that they're going to fucking believe that shit. And then they're going to fucking go around thinking that that's them. And then they're gonna live it out and play it out. Don't do that shit. I hate. I hate when people do that shit. You know, 
some of the worst painful things in my life have been where other people imposed a thing that said that I was supposed to be suffering from it. And so I believe them because, I mean, we listen to the motherfuckers around us. Not to mention the subconscious has no filter, so it's going to listen anyways, right? Careful, like, what you listen to from others. A lot of the rules and things that people believe are not true at all. They're complete fucking bullshit. And everybody is uh, hypocritical in the ways that they believe them. Uh, let's take one, for instance. Um, the way that we treat homeless people and uh, drug addicts, right? Now, the irony is that, uh, I can't remember what the study was done. I think it was like, uh, I got the link somewhere. I'll drop it in the comments later or something. <laughs> well, what they figured out, uh, after doing a lot of uh, scientific studies of some country, some country had a huge heroin addiction problem. A lot of people were dying. I think more than, uh, more than 50 or 60% of the population that's fucking crazy. But what they found out is that the root cause of addiction is lack of connection. Any kind of addiction, whether it's gambling, food, uh, uh, cutting yourself. Lack of connection. Now, it's ironic, isn't it? As we see somebody uh, cutting themselves, we say, oh, they're just, you know, shouting, crying out for help. Ignore them. Or somebody that's on drugs and say, oh, don't fuck with them. Oh, yeah, they're going to fucking this, that, this, that. Which, of course, I, you know, I mean, if you treat somebody fucked up enough, they're going to fuck you over. Yeah. But the irony is that you can cure it all. You connect them. Give them love. Like Jesus did. Jesus did that. He showed this. He showed how love, no matter what, is the right thing to do. And it cures people. Having faith in people, too. That's a huge one. Everybody around is all tripping, all scared, cowards and shit. Blaming everybody for this and that. Nobody thinks to give grace as a, as a you know, like, a grace in interpretation. Uh, that was a quote from somebody else that I'll have to uh, pull a link from. But, um, yeah, you have to give grace in your interpretation of things. Because as we blame something as evil, we think it is evil. And if you remember what I was saying at the beginning of the show, the thing with the nightmares and such, you look, in, you know, look into the left and you swerve to the left while driving. Or if you're flying in the dream, you look up, you fly up. You look down, you're going to fly down. You can blame somebody for something and accuse them of something or lack faith in them. Well, you might just pull that into existence from out of them. Now, if you have faith in them, and you see God in them, well, then they can do miracles. They can be the miracle. And you, in doing that, you would be the miracle. Because nobody else is fucking having faith in each other. They could be the miracle for others. That's fucking beautiful. You know, Jesus died showing everybody how it is weak to blame. Everybody blames. That is for the weak. It is weak to hate and spite. That is for the weak. That's what the weak do. It's hard to love while being blamed. It's hard to love while being attacked. It's hard to take that, take that hate and take that blame 
That's strength. That's power. And that's why Jesus really died on the cross, to teach everybody that. Nobody seems to have noticed. I mean, I noticed. Do you? We uh, push it aside and say, oh, yeah, no, he did that. So some magical reason and law and word. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, he also said that we could be like him. We would do as him and, and greater. And I say it only is going to happen if we step up to take that responsibility. Because you only have the power and abilities and capabilities to the level of responsibility that you step up to take. Yeah, that said, uh, I know I've said this again and again, you know, it's kind of like a broken record, but, you know, I think I'm getting better at saying it. Sometimes I find myself that, like, things kind of creep up from the past to, like, help me out. Things that I've already made, you know. Well, it's about the end of the show. Much love. You guys have a good one. Maintaining your lawn the right way this fall starts with Lowe's because Lowe's has the grass seed and fertilizer perfect for your growing area. 
and the know-how to help you do it right. And at great savings, like up to $15 off select Scott's grass seed. And save $5 on a 12 and a half pound bag of Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard Fall Lawn Food, now $14.97. For all your fall projects, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Valid through 10-2. Selection and availability vary by location, U.S. only. Thank you.